Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. 1973. A large red brick house in the English countryside. A little boy, eight years old, grips his mother's hand in terror. It's dark and cold. The walls are covered in paintings of grim-faced men. The lights flicker. There's a smell of damp and sour milk. The boy is racked with gulping sobs, which he desperately tries to control. His mother leans down and gently kisses his forehead. She prizes her hand from his grip and walks away into the night. The system. Or how to save the world in five easy steps. Step two, building heroes. somewhere in the English Channel. We paid a man called Clive 350 quid to smuggle us out of the country. But it looks like Clive betrayed us. In the cabin, sitting opposite, is a woman with shiny brown hair and perfect teeth. On either side of her, two large blokes. One of them with a smashed nose, probably broken by me in the outskirts of a market town yesterday afternoon. He winks at me. Thanks a lot, Clive. Would you like a cup of tea? Or coffee? Though I have to warn you, it's Maxwell House, which I didn't even know still existed. Maya turns to look back at me. What the hell do we do now? I wouldn't jump if I were you. Yes, people swim the channel, but they tend to be smothered in goose fat and have a support boat. Did you bring a support boat? Or any goose fat? We're not here to arrest you. I have a proposal. Maya turns to look at me again. I'll raise my eyebrows. What choice do we have? Has Clive got any snacks? The woman's called Liv, and she works for the security services. The big dudes are Keith and Andy, counter-terrorism officers. She shows us something that surfaced online. It's like a character from a kid's video game, calling itself the Lord of Misrule, and claiming responsibility for kidnapping five of the UK's richest men. What is that mask it's wearing? It looks like antlers. It crossed with that adjuster's hat. And then it does a little dance. And then there's a clock ticking down. So what happens when it gets to zero? They kill them. They haven't specified. Nor have they made it clear what they want in exchange. So we have 47 hours, 57 minutes and 13 seconds to find out and stop it. We don't know anything. You were involved with this group. I didn't kill Alex Novak. Jake, I know you didn't. What? The police hid a camera in the hospital room. A camera? The Met loved their spy cams. Perhaps a little bit too much. Anyway, we know it was the young woman. (sighs) Jake slumps back into a chair. For a second, I think he might cry. Jess, that's her name. She immediately starts tapping out a message on her phone. Jess, any surname? Uh, Not that I know of. 
Yeah, so how did these five men just disappear? This is like the most surveilled country in the world, isn't it? Like more CCTV per person than it's there is in actually the USA, then China, then us. But it's obviously something they were aware of too because they put on quite the show. What kind of show? Hundreds of decoys. Men being bundled into the backs of cars and vans outside travel lodges and welcome breaks and branches of hobbycraft for hours on end. We're trying to track all these potential routes, but we also need to work other angles like this one. I don't know anything. I tried to leave. They tried to stop me, so I ran away. We ran away. So run back. Track down your old buddies and find out what you can. They were trying to break my kneecaps last week. Why would they talk to me? Well, some of them will be scared. Offer them a way out. Do whatever you need to. What does that mean? It's a grey area. And time is not on our side. And if we say no? Keith and Andy, toss you overboard. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, uh, Are you allowed to make jokes like that? We're in international waters, I can do what I like. We'd arrest you for all the other illegal stuff you did. GBH, evading arrest, stealing a police car, etc, etc. Look, they've got handcuffs and everything, see? And if we help you, we get immunity, right? It'll certainly count in your favour. But you can't guarantee it. I can guarantee that if you try to jump off this boat, you'll drown. The more you help me, the more I can help you. Oh yes, you could... Agree to help them go on the run again. How was that working out? We look at each other. The ripped, filthy clothing. The bags under our eyes. Can we have a minute? You can have 15 seconds. We're nearly back at the marina and I thought you might like to have a shower in Clive's lovely wet room. No way. I'm not coming back. Jake, this may be our only chance of getting away with us. going to jail. What about me? Even if I could just pop something into the mix. This is now a matter of national security. And also pride. We're currently looking pretty feeble as stable democracies go. Are you saying your country needs you? In case it's of interest to anyone. And also, I know no one loves the super rich, but it would be great to stop these men being, I don't know, decapitated or whatever. A windowless room near the sea. Richard Dunning, the 13th Earl of Rothbury, picks at his plate. Whipped feta, poached egg, toasted hazelnuts, roast beetroot, microherbs. Is this supper or breakfast? How long has he even been here? Wherever this is, Norway, the Faroe Islands. What about his wife? Is she worried sick? Or is there a part of her hoping this might bring their failing marriage to a dignified end? Should be a young widow. And rich. Then the ring light in front of him slowly begins to fade up. The door handle turns and the young woman in the baggy hoodie steps into the room. Richard Dunning, you're up. She sits down opposite him. Ah, how was your meal? A tiny bit under-seasoned, but otherwise delicious. I'll speak to the chef. Is this some kind of enhanced interrogation technique? Uh, is the goat's cheese laced with a truth syrup? I just want to create a comfortable environment for you to tell your truth. You know what would make me really comfortable? Not being held prisoner. But then we'd never get to hear your truth. (sighs) Why the hell should I say a word to you? Well, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Then don't hurt anyone. Well, all you have to do 
is answer the questions honestly. Try not to worry so much, Dickie. I think you're going to do really well. We're back in the marina car park, washed, grilled and briefed. But something's bugging me. Something I can't quite remember. Liv gives us new phones and shows us to a car. No Aston Martin for us, though. We get a rented Skoda Octavia. Doesn't even turn into a boat. She gives Jake the key, and I wonder if she's flirting with him. Suddenly it comes back to me. Hang on. What? There's a silent partner. Remember? Sorry? Alex said there was someone new funding the group, a silent partner, like uh, an, an investment angel sort of thing. Well, any idea who this angel might be? Uh, no, that's all he said. Well, then let's maybe stick to the billionaire hunt for now, okay? First one to find a plutocrat gets their sentence commuted. The 13th Earl of Rothbury settles into his chair. He's aiming for that relaxed but slightly condescending look. Like he's about to be interviewed for student radio rather than interrogated in a show trial for crimes against humanity. Okay, here we go. Humanity versus Richard Dunning. Ding, ding. First and only witness, Richard Dunning. Can we get a level for your mic, please? That means you need to say something. What am I supposed to? That's fine. So, let's start simple. How much money do you have? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Is that not simple? It depends what you mean by money. Right. What do you mean by money? I'm sure you could find all this out. Oh, what, you mean the Sunday Times Rich List? Yeah, I don't know if they have access to all of your offshore accounts. I couldn't give you exact figures, even if I wanted to. Well, how much do you earn? That's a matter of public record. Some of it is. All of it is. Even when you account for the consultancies and the advisory boards, it's still a lot less than you earn when you worked in finance. I'm proud to serve my country. I'm not surprised. It's rewarded you handsomely. Where do you stand on the benefit system? I think a safety net is necessary, but it's better to encourage people to make their own way. Mm. How much did you inherit, exactly? I've always worked extremely hard. So you deserve it, do you think? The ten billion, the thirty thousand acres, the eighty grand a year, the five grand a day consultancy fees. (laughs) How come you get so much? Look, I earn whatever people think I'm worth. What about the casual workers who pick fruit on your farmland? What are they worth? (laughs) He practically rolls his eyes. Is this some sort of left-wing Channel 4 social experiment reality TV programme? Have you got the cast of Gogglebox in the next room? Is Jeremy Corbyn about to pop out from behind the curtain? Do you want me to go on an emotional journey? If you wouldn't mind. So what about the slaves on the plantation that your ancestors owned? What were their lives worth? You can't hold me responsible for things my ancestors did hundreds of years ago. No. But you're the beneficiary. Your ancestors were compensated by the state for losing their slaves. The government had to borrow so much money that they only cleared the debt a couple of years ago. And you still own land in the Caribbean. I'm very fortunate. I don't deny that. And yet, by many standards, you're kind of a failure. Military career didn't work out. Hedge fund went bankrupt. Lost your ministerial job. Every career has its ups and downs. But you were built to win. I'm a human being, not a Ferrari. No. Well, you're worth a lot more than a Ferrari. I wonder how much your wife would get if you died. Do you think she's worked it out? (laughs) I think she has. 
43 hours, 27 minutes and 14 seconds to go. We're on the motorway back to London and our one and only lead. Maya's putting concealer on her black eye. It's not working well. How do we even know she's from the security services? What? It's not like we asked to see her ID. Like she could be anyone. She could be just a sister. She could be her girlfriend. No way. Why not? Why would she want us to find these guys? Maybe she wants us to root out anyone who's disloyal so they can, I don't know, cut their throats or something. You're getting paranoid. She wasn't that into the whole silent partner thing. Isn't that the real story? I trust her. That's just your hardwired deference to all posh people. I think she's genuine. Oh my God, you fancy her, don't you? What? Well, she's quite fit if you like that whole English Rose, Alice Band, twin set and pearls she thing. She weren't wearing pearls. But underneath that floral dress, there is a gun stuffed in her stocking. She was wearing trousers. You noticed? You were checking her out. The hot handler. <sighs> but can you handle Shut her? Shut up, Maya. I bet you'd like You're her the to one handle to do you. All of this. I don't necessarily want to do this, but it's better than jail or living off grid in some Swedish forest. She puts on a pair of sunglasses, checks herself out in the mirror again. I think I'm done with being a secret agent. It's not a game. Yeah, but it's happening. Is there any harm in enjoying it? Still calm, still collected, but there's that vein on the Earl of Rothbury's temple. Started to throb again. Must be a burden, knowing how much has been invested in you. All that time and money, following in the footsteps of all those generals and archbishops and prime ministers. It's an honour. When do you think you first had an interaction with an ordinary person who wasn't paid to provide you with the service? I meet all kinds of people. Mm, but as a child... Are you going to try and make this all about my childhood? It was the making of you, surely. Surrounded by staff, paid to do things for you. What does that do to a young brain? Presumably you were mixing with a perfectly curated selection of age, ethnicity, disability, sexuality... I didn't have any friends. That I can believe. What about women? What about them? Do you find it hard to relate, since you were basically kept away from them until you were 18? There were plenty of girls around. Is that why your marriages haven't worked out? Women must have felt like a different species, plus being abandoned by your mother. She didn't abandon me. I've seen your internet search history. You have fairly extreme taste in pornography. If I was looking for a word to describe it, I probably wouldn't land on consensual. That's nonsense. You should have cleared your search history. I imagine it's straightforward to fictionalise a search history. Have you ever considered suicide? What? As several men from your year at school took their own lives, two didn't make it to 30. Definitely above average coming out of that place. Must have crossed your mind. No. Do you find it hard to express emotions other than anger? When was the last time you cried? When you went bankrupt? When you got sacked? When you got divorced? When your mummy died? I couldn't tell you. Do you think crying is a sign of weakness? Or are you physically incapable of producing tears? Is it like Prince Andrew and Sweat? I can produce tears. You just choose not to. Can we stop this now? Well, of course, darling. If you need a little break, that's absolutely fine. Early morning. We wake up from some terrible sleep in a car park and check the Lord of Misrule's ticking clock. 36 hours, 5 minutes and 14 seconds to go. But now, it's not just a ticking clock. In between the countdown and the weird little dancing dude, facts flash up. Details of the kidnapped men's finances, their offshore accounts, links to the Panama Papers, the Paradise Papers, the billions and billions they've filled out of the country tax-free. Now one fact pops up over and over. The top 1% have taken half the world's wealth. 
with that earworm chant playing underneath. We're approaching a workspace somewhere in East London. This was Jessie's base under the cover of a branding consultancy. It's just down here. We walk down the corridors, past the start-ups and the breakout spaces, 20-somethings in battered trainers standing around whiteboards, mapping out the business ideas that are going to change the world. Or at least get them on the property ladder. This is the one. The end of the corridor. As we approach, there's a sound coming from inside. We slow down. Some kind of machine. We creep forward to look through the window. A man crouched down over a shredder with a sheaf of paper. I pull back. What is it? What's wrong? I know him. Buzzard. Buzzard? That was his code name. Why are all your code names demanding animals? Shh. Jake, we need to get in there. He is literally destroying evidence. But my body won't move. Jake! She's going to fight me. You can take him. No, but why? Jake, you're thinking too much. She opens the door and shoves me inside. Buzzard looks up. All right, mate? He stands up. I don't want any trouble. What do I say? What exactly is my pitch here? I didn't kill Alex. It was Jess. She's... Maya creeps in. psycho, man. Skirts round the room towards the pile of papers. I take a step towards Buzzard, keep him distracted. She used us. You can't trust her. I watched her shoot Alex in the head. Buzzard doesn't move a muscle. He just stares at me. I can help you get out. His eyes seem to soften for a second. Then a rustle behind him. He spins round to see Maya trying to pull a bit of paper out of the shredder. Carry on. He flies towards her. And my body freezes again. I jump between them. We've had the same training. We've sparred together. I know what to expect. But it's different when he really means it. You don't have to do this. I don't want to hurt you. If you want to get out, we can help you. Maybe he doesn't want to get out. Buzzard! Wait! Jesus! He's over by Maya, grabbing the papers off her. I'm on his back, pulling him away. He slams me back into the wall, grabs the papers and legs it out of there. Maya makes a grab for him, but he easily pushes her away. And then he's gone. Out the door, with an armful of papers. That went well. He's been... Working out. I thought you could take him. Well, could you not have waited a bit longer? He might have told us something. Well, he wasn't going to tell us anything. Oh, no, we got nothing. Except maybe for an... Ah, cracked rib. And this? She pulls a scrap of paper out of her top. It's a letter. A statement of a Calvin Company's house. Addressed to Lady Sarah Ferrer, Director of Mayfair Future Capital Limited. Who is that? No idea. But there's an address. 29 Harley Street. Come on. The Earl of Rothbury stretches out his arms, still strong shoulders, from the hundred press-ups he does every morning. But no amount of fitness or media training can bring that throbbing vein under his control. He takes a seat, has a sip of sparkling mineral water. Ready to start again? Of course. I wonder if you could describe the moment your mother abandoned you. My mother didn't abandon me. At Heather Down School, AJ, with your rug and your teddy. Off home she went for a and t some peace and quiet, whilst you, what, <laughs> cried yourself to sleep for six weeks straight. You even went to hospital for a bit, didn't you? No, they thought I had appendicitis. Yeah, but actually it was a broken heart. 
Presumably you can remember it the moment she walked away. Or have you blanked it out? That's what happens with trauma, isn't it? People blank it out. I can see what you're trying to do. Can you? Yes. What am I trying to do? Break me down, get me to bear my soul, tell you about my traumatic childhood, how my piano teacher fiddled with me, show you what a damaged specimen I am. But the problem is, I'm not. There's nothing damaged about me. I wonder if you could um, tell me a bit more about that piano teacher. There was no piano teacher. You lied about being abused? <laughs> it was... I was joking. You joked about being abused? Look, some old perf probably felt me up at some point. It was just what happened. But it hasn't left me traumatised. I haven't got bloody PTSD about it. Bad things happen to everyone in childhood. The point is whether you let it define you or not. You're getting a bit emotional, Dickie. Do you need to take another moment? I'm not emotional. I'm pissed off. Anger is an emotion. I know that. Though some would say it's a secondary emotion, usually masking feelings of sadness, feelings of vulnerability, feelings of shame. <sighs> For God's sake. The sort of shame a child would feel at being abandoned by their mother in a dark, cold house in the middle of this nowhere. This is ridiculous. Well, surely you can remember that moment. Like, what was she wearing? How was her hair? Did her smell linger? Her perfume? Did she look back at you? Did she glance back at you from the end of the corridor? Or did she just turn her head and walk Why away? Why are we talking about my mother? What does this have to do with anything? All right, let's talk about your father instead. Let's talk about your father. Oh, really? You want to go there? If you want to make it personal. Why do you think I'm doing this? Why would someone like me do something like this? I have no idea. Yeah, not built for empathy and imagination, were you? Well, by the way you conduct yourself, I'd imagine you had a pretty unhappy childhood. Remember that Polish girl who came to help out on the farm one year? And you gave her a lift into town and asked if she wanted a drink at the pub 27 years ago? Do you remember that? No, because there was no Polish girl. Are you 100% sure? Could you say for certain that I am not? Your illegitimate daughter. Look in my eyes. Don't you see the resemblance? <laughs> but, but you asked about my father. Well, he was the Greenpeace activist who got killed protesting that new open-cast coal mine on your land. Or maybe he killed himself after being made redundant when your fund collapsed. Or maybe your son spiked my drink at a club in Newcastle. Or maybe I'm just the waitress who's asked you groped at the Garrett Club at that Christmas party a couple of years ago. Any of that ring a bell? Hmm? I'm afraid not, no. Or maybe I just got sick of paying the astronomical rent on one of your crappy flats. Are you alright, Dickie? Got on a funny colour. Do you need a bit of a lie down? I feel absolutely fine. Really? It's horrible what they did to you. It's brutal. Abandoning you. Starving you of love. You are right. It doesn't have to define you. You can let it go. This is your chance to let it all go and start over. Doesn't that sound nice? You don't have to do this anymore, Dickie. Do what exactly? Do what exactly? Oh, dear. Look... 
why don't you just get some sleep, right? And when I come back, I'm going to need some proper answers. Clock is ticking, mate. We've only got 35 odd hours to go. Until what? Um, judgment has passed. <laughs> By whom? Well, the people, of course. We pull up to the address on the letter. This is it. A beautiful Georgian townhouse with huge windows and a wrought iron balcony on a street full of Europe's most expensive private doctors. What do you think she lives here? Do people live on Harley Street? Maybe she's a doctor. Maybe you can get your nose done. We walk up to the wooden front door. As I go to push the buzzer, the door swings open. A builder comes out carrying a bag full of rubbish. Come on. We step inside. It's a shell. There are builders everywhere. Excuse me, we're looking for Lady Sarah Farrell. He shrugs at me, probably doesn't understand a word I'm saying. Excuse me? Excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, is there a Lady Sarah Farrell here? Maya, 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 Maya. It's a shell company. What? I, I just googled this place, there's, there's articles about it, there's loads of them registered here. Oh, this is a dead end. We need to get out of here, come on. He passes me the phone. There it is, 29 Harley Street, the home of a thousand shell companies. Respectively British way for dodgy foreign criminals to hide their dirty money. I go after Jake who's heading back to the car. Jake, Jake, this could be something. It's not going to help us find these men. We're supposed to be looking for rich dudes, not uncovering an international money laundering operation. Let's go. Hello? Is this who I think it is? I'm instructing you to cease and desist. I promise disruption. Is this not disruption? Circumstances have changed. I noticed that. And this has become very high profile. But I thought this was a no-strings investment. Well, there's a string. And it's attached to a bomb. And a bomb. It's in your ass. Don't make me have to pull it. Is that understood? Is that understood? We're back in traffic in South London. Heading to the only other person we can think of who might be able to help us. Come on. Whoa. What? This is wild. What? The Lord of Misrule thing. People are making their own versions. God, there's loads of them. People have made their own masks too. That is creepy. It's everywhere. All over the world, in their bedrooms and backyards, college dorms and school playgrounds, people in masks, doing the same dance, singing the same song. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.